Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is a bodywork therapist and educator and the author of Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. We have a question for Craig. Today's question is from a listener in Albuquerque. And the listener writes in, I found you on Facebook and then went to your website and found your podcast page. I really got a lot out of your tight psoas episode and now I have a question about that. What is Hara? What is Hara? What is Hara? Okay, Hara is... Uh, a Japanese word for, I think it has a few translations, a few meanings, uh, word for abdomen. And there is a great book about this called Hara. The, the Vital Center of Man? Right. Is it my, the Vital Center of Woman, too, do you think? Well, right. Well, that's, he. I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, it, and it's probably for rabbits and other animals too. But this is really the book is called Hara, H A R A, right? yes. and it's by Carl Durkheim. I'm not sure of the spelling there. D U R K H E I M. I think sounds right. Um, and it was written in the 50s. It was way ahead of its time. I mean, it's, to me, I don't know if there's anything comparable at that time, but it's a fantastic book. And uh, it, it, it's, so I, I highly recommend that to, for anybody that wants to know uh, a detailed explanation. And what uh, my understanding of it has to do with, uh, it's, it's both a physical location in your body like your abdomen, so it has to do with, uh, it's, it's physical, it's your abdominal muscles, your psoas muscle, your spine, your uh, back muscles, diaphragm, etc. The, the whole area there is part of Hara. It's the middle of you, it's the area around your center of gravity. And, and it's also the area where breathing is initiated in your body. That's where the diaphragm is, and the, the nerves that initiate breathing are in Hara. And it's all, it is also an area that has to do with uh, your psyche, your person. Uh-huh. Right. So, 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 so Hara equally refers to your, your physical body, your, your uh, emotional and mental state, and also your relationship to the cosmos as a whole. It's, that's it's that's quite a big thing, Hara, then. It is. It is. And, and, and I think that why I love that book uh, by Durkheim so much is that he manages to talk about it, write about it, uh, which uh, to, it was quite a, an accomplishment. Because it's not that big of a book. Hmm. But uh, I, I would, it's not... It's not easy to describe something that happens at different dimensions at the same time without 
making all of those things seem separate. But I think he accomplishes it pretty well. So, so, so there's three components. It's the physical abdomen. It's where breathing is centered. It's the center of our psyche and our emotional world. Is that what you would say? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know if I'd say that exactly, but it's, but, um, wow. It's the center of you. It's, uh, it's, I guess, uh, maybe you could say it's the center of your being. And so, therefore, it, it, it is related there to your psyche and your, and your mental functioning as well. But the, the part about it being the center of your being has to do with the fact that, that we are, that we exist as um, in both a form and a formless dimension or dimensions. So, so, so it's, it's pretty impossible for me to, to talk about horror without going into that, even if we're going to talk about you know, muscles and things. It's, uh, there's a, a component of it that involves a person's consciousness that, that has to be discussed in order to really be talking about horror. So someone doesn't just think it's some physical place in your body that has some kind of uh, law, uh, center of gravity and a purely physical sense. That's only one fraction of what it is. I guess um, I would think that some people would think that the center of one's being would be in the heart, but you're saying it's it's lower than the heart. Right. Um, and I, then is this related to like um, what they call the, the gut belly or the second brain? Well, I'm not, I don't know what the second brain, but, but um, is that something that are they referring to the belly? There? Yeah. Well, this is in the belly, you know, and I and it's uh, I'm not really sure why it's there. I mean, I know that's where the it has something to do with breathing, I suspect. Uh huh. That 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 the fact that the, the breathing happens, uh, the impulse for breathing is not in the lungs. So we might think, well, you breathe so you get air in, or uh, which is certainly what happens. But what initiates breathing is an impulse that's in the middle of your body. It's in hara. It's in that area. It's not in your lungs. Your lungs are the recipient. You know, there's a vacuum that's created and the air passes through and that fills up the lungs. But the, the impulse to make it happen happens lower than that. It happens... It, if you want to think anatomically, it happens in the diaphragm and, and the nerves that, that are connected to the diaphragm. So I learned that the three primary breathing muscles are, you know, there's the abdominal muscles, the diaphragm, and then the intercostals. So you're saying the abdominals are really the um, primary force, maybe? I don't know if I want to divide it. I, maybe you could say they all are. Yep. Because it sort of doesn't matter, I don't think. Uh, I'm not sure because they 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 maybe they all happen at once, you know. I yep. mean, but the diaphragm is really the big thing that that makes you know the in terms of the, the suction that's created when you breathe. And it's a big muscle. Uh, but yeah, the other muscles are involved too. Mm -hmm. But we could just say that there is a 
there's an event that happens, mm-hmm. a muscular a movement that happens in the abdomen, abdominal area, that initiates breathing, that's that that or that is the breathing. Mm-hmm. That, that that that's actually what the the act of breathing essentially is. The air going in and out is the effect of it. So so I would say breathing is the impulse for that that movement in the abdomen. And the air going in and out of your body is the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, does that make sense? Yes. Right. So uh, the, to me, then the the reason that's significant is that then if one question, well, uh, well what is breathing? What what is breathing? Great question. Right. Where does it come from? And I don't know if anyone really has a can answer that exactly. You could just look at it mechanistically and say, well, when the uh, oxygen levels are low enough, then the um, hypothalamus sends a message and it makes the diaphragm. You know, there, there you can look at the uh, mechanically why breathing starts. But it's experientially, if if you sit quietly and observe yourself breathing, it's really not so easy to know where does this come from. Uh, where does the impulse to breathe come from? Right. Yeah. I mean, unless, like I said, you could say, well, you know, it's all just some some machine inside of you is making it happen. Uh, I don't I don't see it that way, but I certainly. Probably a lot of people could. That there's there's something about uh, breathing that cannot be um, completely pinned down. I, I, this can really only be known by the experience of it. You know, like objectively looking at somebody else breathing, you could ident- you could describe it as a bunch of physical actions, right? But the actual experience. I guess more the subjective experience of being the breather, or you know, what 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 it uh, what happens to a person typically would be they might sit and say, okay, I'm going to notice myself breathing, and they'll they'll say they'll notice, okay, I'm inhaling, I'm exhaling, I'm inhaling, and uh, after observing that for a while, what it starts to look more like breathing is something that's happening that I'm not making happen. You're being breathed. Right. It's it is it is happening to me, and it so happens that when that occurs, uh, that the person is in a, it, it, you have to have a certain amount of relaxation for that to occur. Because well, is right. it even possible to just observe your breath without trying to then tame it somehow, or or you know, can you actually just witness the breath without trying to interfere with a natural process? I know it's... It is possible. Yes, yes is it, it is. It is. <laughs> there you it, go. It, but, but it may it may not be right off the bat. Mm. You know, someone can do it. But, but yeah, there it is possible for that. And, and that's what I'm talking about. If that, if that occurred, then there, there's a different... It, it feels different. It, there's a different uh, physical uh, response. There's a relaxation that goes with it. And there is an awareness... That there's energy that that's that comes from the breath. 
there's chi that comes from the breath, but it can't. It, what I'm referring to can only be felt when the breath is relaxed enough that it feels that it truly feels like one. It, you're not making it happen, but that it's you're, you're letting it happen. It's like it's just like the tide. It's like the ocean, the waves. You just it's happening. And, and there's energy that makes the ocean waves go, you know, they're expressing a kind of energy back and forth, right? Or there's that kind of energy that's given to us every six or eight seconds or however often we breathe. There's, there's constant, it's, a, it's actually a source of energy. And uh, for some reason, uh, being conscious of it makes it more a source of energy than not being conscious of it. And I'm not even going to attempt to answer why that is because <laughs> you can say well everyone's got to think because everybody's breathing right and so I, I think that's true to some extent so you can say why bother even paying attention to this you know but 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 sensing it uh being conscious of it there's something about being conscious of what i'm describing about my breathing that changes it it actually changes the not just the experience but it changes the energy that comes from it there's a vitality there's, a, there's an aliveness, there's a vitality that comes from breathing that doesn't come when it's viewed objectively, either in ourselves you know, or someone else, as a mechanical operation, but it's viewed as something where, uh, or like the ocean that's moving inside of you and you're just being moved with it. So is the breath asking for your attention? Are you, or, or are you saying like if you... That's that's a nice way to say it, I think. I mean, one could not give it any attention, or. So you're saying when you give it attention, then it's you, it, you give it more life, maybe. Well, yeah. Here's here's maybe another way to, to see it is that uh, that we're we were made of. If you look at a person, take a person. Say, what's a what is a person? They're a combination of of. Uh, something that's, that has form that you can see and that which you cannot see. The form, there's form, then there's formlessness there. And by formlessness, I mean their consciousness, which, which they have, we all have, we can recognize that it's there. Right? It's invisible, but it, it exists. Right? And then their body, which is visible and you can touch it, feel it. So, so uh, a person is is both of those things. Those things aren't separate. We we, sep we mentally we divide them and use words because they're form and formless, uh, and it's hard to understand formless because it's formless. But uh, we can talk about it, and it's it's consciousness. Consciousness is part of who we are, and somewhere. Uh, for a person, uh, you know, in a sort of healthy, balanced individual, whatever that would be, right? Theoretically, that would be somebody who was not lopsided toward formlessness or form. That their, their awareness would be equally of both of those. Their, their experience of themselves, their, 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 their sense of who they are, what they are in any given moment would include, would be open to those, all those parts of them, their body, their mind, their emotions, their consciousness, it's all happening. Form the formless. Not, there's no one better than the other. It's all there. 
so if, if we, uh, you know, ego or other kinds of distortions that we live with in our, in our lives are being, it involves being lopsided toward form, right? So people meditate, do those kinds of things to try to open up to consciousness, what I'm calling consciousness, to the invisible part of themselves. And, and there, there, there are two ways of, you know, connecting to the cosmos, right? You can connect to the cosmos by opening your eyes and feeling the world around you and, and being here and sen- using your senses and, and all that is a, is a, is a way because the cosmos is right, it's right, it's everywhere, it's right there, right? That's one way that we're, we're made to do that, Physi- physiologically, we're made to do that. The other way is, is, is more inwardly, right? The cosmos is also, it, it can be arri- approached from f- toward the inside, which, which is what I'm calling consciousness, okay? Which is not separate from all that stuff that's outside of you, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a different dimension. Maybe that's, it's like a different dimension. Does that, should I, should I say what dimension, what I mean by dimension, or is that? Oh, yeah, please do. <laughs> well, this is, just, this is just how I think of it. All right. You know, but, but it's like if, because I studied science at one point in my life, so I, I think it's a good model. But, you know, like if you look at an apple, the apple is, is a, has a, it's an apple. It's a solid, and you can eat it. And it, it looks like a round object, but you can also see the apple. The apple also is a bunch of uh, atoms, mole- molecules, right? So they're both true. It's an apple, it's a round red thing, or it's a, a bunch of molecules that, together with, with that are most, it's mostly space between the molecules. That those are different dimensions of the apple. It's like a subatomic dimension, and there's a more uh, overt, obvious, you know, material dimension. They're both true, they're just different ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's kind of a an analogy to what I'm saying about a person, you know, we, we, right, so we can relate to the cosmos in terms, cosmos meaning everything, mm-hmm. everything, everything. We can relate to it outwardly through our senses or else we can, inwardly, uh, it also exists. It's, 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 it's uh, approaching us just as directly as the world outside of us is. So, like, if you opened your eyes and you said, wow, look at all these things out here. You, like little kids, you know, and they run around, they're playing with, like, the world, you know, all the things that you can see and feel and smell. And uh, there's an equal, there's an equal, the cosmos is equally, the other dimension of that is just as full. Uh, but it's, it's, it's not form. So, anyway... We are both, we have, we have those capacities that we're, we're made, we're like the intersection or of those two capacities. Uh, inward and outward. We're so the so is, is Hara the grand central station of that? Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. A, yeah, I, yeah. Hara is a way to experience that. So so and, ha, so so and it's handy because it's a physical place you can feel. <laughs> yeah. So so take the listener on a journey of feeling 
Sahara? Like how are you saying we need to open up our senses more or just open up our eyes and it's there? Or are there steps? Is there a scientific formula? Could we do a PowerPoint presentation on it? Or like, you know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um. Is it just start with aware, being aware of your breath? I'm not sure how, where it starts. I'm really not. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not an expert on that or on teaching somebody how to answer your question. Um, I, I think that uh, the author of the book I mentioned at the beginning probably was an expert. Um, and so, uh, and, and I'm not sure even if he had a method per se, but because he, one of the things he said in the book was this, what I'm writing in the book is not going to really make sense to someone that hasn't already felt it a little bit. And, um, meaning f feel the, when there's a combination of, of what I'm calling the, the form of the formless, when a person experiences that, there's a feeling of um, sort of existing in reality in the here and now that's really distinct. And that can happen when someone is doing a whole variety of different things. You might be riding a horse, you might be you know, sitting quietly, you might be reading a book, you might be eating. Uh, you know, it could, be, it could be just about anything. Uh, is that what you would call being present? It is being present. It is being present, yeah. Just simply being? It is being. Right, it's a way of talking about being. Um, I think it, it, you know, for me it's a particularly helpful way. Yes. Right, but there are other ways to talk about being and they might be just as helpful. Uh, what What's helpful about this is that uh, there is a kind of a physical sense of, um, of being able to relax something in your in the abdomen that, that even either whether it's imagination or something's really happening, doesn't really matter. But there can be a feeling like something in you is dropping down. Something in the abdomen is dropping down when it relaxes. So that part, and I think it has to do with the nerves that are there. That's what I, I would guess, the parasympathetic nerves are... When they relax, there's there's a feeling that something releases or drops down in the belly, you know, toward the ground, and when that happens, there uh, there are physical things that happen, like the shoulders relax, the neck relaxes, and and also there's a it it, it somehow just takes the energy out of the head, uh, in a good way, <laughs> you know, with thinking. It's it's a way of of um, dropping below mitigate, the thinking, right? Right, because the thinking is just this, you know, thing that happens when the mind just does that, right? That's what it's doing. But there, but there's something else going on in us that's not thinking. We're more than just our thoughts. We are. We're not what we think we are. <laughs> Meditation. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Right? Um, so also, when you're talking about relaxing the abdomen, um, I'm thinking about how that has to happen in order for you to get a really good inhale. For right. the in-breath to go all the way to the very bottom of your lungs, your abdomen has to be relaxed to a certain extent. 
Yes. In well, order to take a breath of life, is that what, is that part of it? Y yes, and the the the, the exhalation uh, needs to be full for for the inhalation to be full. So, so therefore, meaning there has to be that relaxation on the exhale. There needs to be if there's yes. But so, but like in yoga, for example, to get a, a full exhale, sometimes we'll squeeze the, the abdominal muscles to, to get, force all that air out of there. But you're saying don't squeeze the hara. <laughs> uh, don't squeeze the shaman. Yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there, I'm not sure what the purpose, so I'm not saying that's okay. the wrong thing to do, but that it, it ultimately, if you were just kind of, it would it would not necessarily be necessary to do that. Um, I haven't tried that to find out, but it, but uh, if you if it helped you relax, so that then when you're done squeezing it, you could just sit there and breathe, without any particular effort whatsoever, just breathing. But 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 maybe making the effort to inhibit tensing unnecessary tension if you could feel tension in your belly or your diaphragm or your stomach muscle something if you could relax that so that the exhale could be full then the inhale would be full that would be that's just less work right so what how does hara relate to our culture's obsession with six-pack abs oh do the two get along or is that even a good question? Well, actually, uh, Durkheim does mention that in his book uh, briefly. He has some photographs. He mentions, I mean, very briefly, but uh, it, it it does not it, it does not jive. With <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the thing that's amazing about, uh, or what I like about uh, this whole subject, is that. Hara is not, you know, all this stuff I was saying a few minutes ago could sound like it's some kind of intellectual metaphysical endeavor and it's all sort of a bunch of ideas and concepts. But it's really, it, there are ideas and concepts that, that we're talking about, but it's really a physical, it's, it's a physical action. Like, you know, that, that if, to a large extent, if somebody cannot... Uh, if there isn't the right relaxation in their body, in the middle of them, to allow the, the diaphragm and the exhalation, all that stuff to happen, that their their ability to experience the kind of awareness that I was referring to earlier is going to be limited. So, is this maybe the crux of what you do? Is to um, re-engage people's awareness with Hara? Is that That's is that where you start, or or do you don't start? You just is it depends okay it depends what the, you know if, if if usually the people i work with are in pain and so the focus is how to help that person not be distracted by the pain and if uh, so much that they, they can't even proceed beyond that and sometimes that's that's the way it is right uh, in hara it, it, because it's it's such an existential topic uh, it, it really is something that, that not everybody wants to do, or or it would it, or or I can say wants to do, but I think a person needs to arrive at a point where these things seem relevant 
to him or her. Is some you know if if it doesn't feel relevant, doesn't sound relevant to them, or then it's not. Uh, I, I see it; it's relevant because it helps a lot of people learn how to carry their bodies in a in a comfortable way, and how to have a sense when they're carrying their body in a comfortable way that they're they're feeling grounded to something more than just their body. I mean, it has to do with with uh, with with uh, what I was saying earlier about about um, the inner dimension being being kind of being being uh, open to that in them in, in, within themselves while they're out walking around. Would you say we're we were born with a a sense and awareness of Hara, and then as we grow older, experiences happen and we lose contact with it? Just is probably yeah, probably. I mean, we definitely lose contact with it. So I I I suspect that we probably had it, but I but I'm not sure if it's something that is sort of nature is intended for us to develop as we get as we grow up, or if it's something we start with and it gets uh, lost in the shuffle of psychological conditioning. But there's no question that psychological conditioning and all that goes with it, and therefore physical conditioning that goes along with it, physiological that goes along with it, interferes with, it interferes with our breathing you know, the tension in our bodies and everything else, so that then it, all of this that I'm talking about becomes obscured because it becomes difficult to actually even have the stillness that's required to feel what I'm talking about. It requires a certain, or either a time or the ability to be still when nothing's happening, to like take the time and be able to, but, you know, so many people now, even if there's there's nothing happening and they're still, they they can't find, they don't know how to be still within themselves, at all. That's what they cannot do because they've been conditioned not to. So would you say maybe that Hara is is just stillness, maybe <laughs> centered stillness. I, I, um, I am reluctant to say what it is, what heart is, <laughs> but I say that that's it has something to do with stillness is is um, is involved. It's There's also movement involved too. Mm. Sounds paradoxical. It, well, it's because it's it's it has to do with with being uh, connected to the cosmos, which I know sounds a little trite. <laughs> You know, it sounds like oh, great! You know, another new age concept. But, but, but it it's it does really, it does it does it, it, that is what it has to do with. Like I was saying before, you know, it's inside of us and it's outside of us, and they're they're, they're both important. And, uh, and and depending on what your do one is doing at any given moment, there are different needs. You know, it's it's different to be sleeping than it is to be you know running down the street. They're they're okay. They're both okay. You know, uh, attention is going to go to where it needs to go, depending on what you're doing. But the over, overall uh, capacity to uh, be centered, what that means is, is that we, like I said, we don't get overloaded toward, you know, the, the form or the material or thinking. 
you know, we're all over, most people are overloaded by thinking, for example, just to start, for starters. Monkey mind. Yeah, it's just running, running, running all the time, right? So, um, stillness, is, relative to that, then it is stillness. But it's also energy. There's energy that comes. And I, and I think that's the energy that we, keeps us going. I mean, you get energy from food and breathing, you know, from air, oxygen. But I think the energy from breathing that, that's more essential is, is what it, it comes from through Hara. So you're know, saying, like, maybe, uh, right, or chi or prana, this is where, is this the furnace for where the chi or the prana um, happens, like the exchange? So, so it happens here in the heart, it's the furnace, and then um, it gets pumped out through the ducts, so maybe a tr transfer of energy almost kind of happening. The inside comes out and the outside comes in. Maybe. Maybe. I think that, you know, it's, I, I have a feeling that it's way simpler than we can imagine. Mm. That because it's, uh, like, we don't have to do a lot of maneuvering. It's just being, it's just being. I mean, ultimately, being would be, is a simple thing. Uh, elusive, perhaps. Simple, but not easy. Right. So... I, I, I get maybe another way to say it is that, that, that there is an energy that comes to us as a result of being and being. So it's a gift. Right. It's a gift. And, and, that, and that energy then can be not experienced or, or, I don't know, mitigated or lost or something if we're so far away from that. So um, what would you tell the listener in Albuquerque and all the other listeners about um, how to uh, maybe be open to that gift, how to welcome it? Well, there are a few uh, little physical things. Oh, yeah? Actions. Yeah. Rub your belly and pat your head at the same time? Or? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one way would be to uh, pay attention, you know, sit quietly, pay attention to your breathing, and observe what happens when you exhale. And can you, first, do you feel any tension in your belly when you exhale? Or, and is there a pause? between the exhale and the next inhale. That's really the, that's the crux of it. So if, if I'm exhaling and when I, and, and there's like the, the proper kind of relaxation in the muscles around Hara, then what's gonna happen is that the, it's gonna seem like the exhale just kind of fades into nothingness. And then all of a sudden, at some point there'll be an inhale. There's not an abrupt, it, it doesn't go exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, like boom, 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 boom. The exhale just kind of dissipates. It's a lot like the, 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 the ocean, the water coming into the shore uh, on a calm day. Uh, it, it, uh, 
so so there's a, there's an ex exhale it fades away and then the inhale just appears and uh, it's like my teacher Maria Schneidman who I think we've talked about yes. in a podcast right um, would say that you know your your breath every breath is new every breath is 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 it's totally new it, it's every and she has said actually you said she said every breath is a gift every breath is new and if you relate to that you know if you were doing this as an exercise or you know a meditation or something you just see well uh, if I exhale and it goes and it fades away then you just you're just waiting for the next inhalation you're not trying to do anything about it in fact you're you're if you're trying anything it's to not do anything about it and it, or the only other thing you might be trying to do there is to relax any uh, tension you feel in your belly. So that's the other thing I would I would say to people, and, and I do say to people, or uh, or simply even just like if you imagine there's a like a ball like the size of a grapefruit or something. So if you're sitting or standing and it's it's about where your stomach is, and just imagine that it's going to slowly sink down toward the ground a few inches. You're just you're letting something drop, and basically, we're always letting something drop. All the, you know, it's always not pushing it down. We're not holding on. We're not squeezing on. Not dear squeezing life. it. Oh. We're, we're not, not trying clenching. to send it to the center of the earth. Okay. You know, just a few inch, just a little bit, just letting it drop. Just, and that that should feel good, you know. Uh, and, and then and then what someone will find if they do that, if they they say, okay, I I let the little ball drop. Now I'm going to breathe. They'll notice, hey, the ball keeps going up. How come I can't breathe with that? With that, you know, it's because we have the person has habits or patterns that the way they learn to breathe involved non-relaxation. You know, too much inordinate amount of tension in their abdomen or the back or their diaphragm or or all of the above, right? Yeah. So, so the simple the simple way to, to address it is just just to say I'm just going to keep letting. Relax, and and try to let the breathing happen. Now maybe maybe some of those extra yoga exercises that you're saying you know might help somebody get to that relaxation, like squeezing and stuff, the pranayama. Maybe they all people kind of work this out. I, I I don't have any. I'm not. That's not the field I know about. But it would be worth it investigating maybe for somebody. If then after doing those exercises they could sit and experience what I'm describing so sit and experience their native breath right yeah. just right and right. i think sometimes it helps to get out of your native breath in order to feel what is really going on it, 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 it might because right because there are there are all kinds of muscular and kinesthetic reasons why the habit's still there mm. you know so that's one thing i mean for some people it might be helpful uh you know to just imagine they could keep part of their attention in that part of them mm -hmm. when they're out doing things. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier about um, having the senses open. It seems like, um, is it is it possible to have your senses open and a relaxed belly? Or is that a... Yes. That's, yes. Yeah. And that almost seems like a prescription for practice. Because I think so many of us walked around, we walk around with clenched eyes and clenched jaw and aren't aware of so many sounds you know we're tuning a lot of things out yeah and it's so it seems like you're saying don't tune out but tune in and 
feel the ball drop. Right. The, 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 the myth that we live under is that the outside is sort of the opposite of the inside. Mm. Or that it's, you, got, you can go one way or the other. So if you, right, you mm -hmm. know, so if someone's kind of an inward contemplative person, then that they would have to be cut off from their sense perceptions and all that stuff, right? Or vice versa. If someone is, you know, aware of the world or enjoying the world, then they must not be in touch with themselves mm -hmm. and they're, they're not deep or they're not introspective. All those those ideas are, are I don't know they don't they don't make any sense to me because mm -hmm. the, they're all based on separating mm -hmm. right that we're we're available we're both yeah right I keep saying the same thing but that's no it's, that's it's, what it it's is. separating is a great way yeah. of putting it yeah so so yeah so you're having your senses open and being you know aware and feeling is. Um, it's all conducive to being. That's almost a whole other issue, isn't it? Because it's like when you're feeling anger, you don't really feel like you're being. Or there's certain emotions that seem like it's blocking the beingness. Because I think a lot of us think of being as like all stillness and peace. Is it possible to be <laughs> and feel unwanted feelings? Well, yeah, this is another, this is a, uh, uh, yeah, this is kind of the biggest subject we could have, could have possibly, it's, it's because I think, uh, the way I think of it is, uh, put it that way, is that what we, what we are is, uh, what like a person, their self is, like, is, is in the middle of a bunch of things. Sort of like the space in the middle of a bunch of things. That uh, that the space and maybe well, and maybe it includes the things. So, so uh, the new definition of the self is space with a bunch of things in it. There, okay. <laughs> so that's what we are. We're All space right. with a bunch of things in it. True. So huh? so if one of the but 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 if one of those things is is an emotion you're describing, mm -hmm. that that doesn't. Uh, the problem is, is that if, if, if that becomes so predominant that a person, you, you lose your sense of the space or like of hara, of, of it, it'd be like, uh, I don't know, like if you're a juggler and you're juggling, you know, five balls at once, right? So those five balls are different attributes of yourself, right? If you do fixate on one of those balls, then you, you lose the sense of being of the whole operation going on right but that is what happens with can happen with strong emotions or strong you know, ego states as we get we get completely removed from any sense of being or consciousness and, and, and so yeah kind of get flung far away from uh, and it doesn't feel good ultimately and you know all that happens as a result but technically you could be in in the center and hara and have a strong emotion come up and you would just be seeing it come up or or, or, or doing something about it but you, you'd still have part of you would still be um, you'd still be centered that sounds great yeah sounds great I think it just takes like trying it you know or being interested in it and seeing if it really is true 
not taking anybody's word for it. Because mm. it's not a philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just any more than like swimming is a philosophy. <laughs> you just, you know, you swim. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you saw someone swim, how do you do it? Well, I moved my arms this way and that, right. I did it. it. But they'd probably say, you need to just like try it. Try, try swimming. You know, see if it works. Maybe you have a different a different way of doing it. It's all going to be swimming. Wow, that's great. I think um, I think we should all tune into our pauses underneath our underneath our exhale, and um, yeah, I have another handy hint. Yes. Okay. Uh, when I'm when I'm at the computer, uh, and and it, you know the internet seems really slow sometimes, or more and more. Or just, you know, and, and people get so frustrated. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, my it God. It has to people be instant. just like, come on. Right. I had to wait two, two seconds two for seconds. that last one. I needed that two seconds. But when you click on something and it's loading or whatever, just, just say, okay, I'm just going to, like, that's a perfect time to just notice that you're breathing. Like, every single time that happens, just say, oh, I'm going to notice. Or you can relax your eyes and notice you're breathing. And it's suddenly, it, it's, it's okay. Because probably there's a good chance that you know you were forgotten about it anyway, so <laughs> it's a good reminder. <laughs> unless so. unless you are waiting for um, the Williamson Muscular <clears throat> Retraining dot com page to load up, yeah. or yeah, unless that's, you that's are the waiting one exception. to. <laughs> that is frustrating. I'll, I'll yeah, it yeah, is. Um, or unless you are waiting to <laughs> for Craig's Facebook page to load up. So I think this might be a good place to stop. Yeah, and um, if you have any further things you want us to discuss or explore, uh, please um, connect with us through the Facebook page or the website or through the Cosmos. Thank you. You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson Muscular Retraining at somaticintegration.com.